0: Welcome to another edition of What You Spinning. This is episode 37. We're getting up there. 37. Wow. 37. We are climbing the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got some good stuff to talk about today. Yes, we do. And all sorts of goodness. Uh, Hope y'all are having a great week. I'm Dorian. Uh, How are you doing, Matt? Doing good.
1: Doing good.
0: Yeah. What about you, Jacob? Doing fantastico. Fantastico. (laughs) El Magnifico. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Ready. Well, let's go ahead and dive in to the first pick, which we'll do me first. Interrogation lamp up yeah. there. Keeps... Might scaring me. Can you push it for me so it swings? <laughs> <laughs> like what do like... you know about number two?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Where were you on August 4th, 1985? That <laughs> wasn't born yet. Um, well, we're going to go ahead and dive into my pick, which was uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Vietnam, Nepal
2: Disillusioning You push the
0: even remember what number of album this was either way released in 1970 number two that's right it was number two i always get Mm -hmm. it confused because then they were at this time they were kind of just shitting albums out Mm -hmm. like um i still got to bring that book to you i am ozzy actually tells uh his first book he wrote actually tells a pretty good story of like the beginnings of black sabbath and like how they started and everything and all sorts of stuff um Black Sabbath, obviously, uh, kind of the Godfathers of metal, uh, where Ozzy Osbourne got his start. And mm-hmm. there's that's about as good of an intro as I can give. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do y'all, what do y'all think?
3: Yeah, I mean, what more is there to say? Like, this is the metal album, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like probably the best of all time, arguably. Like a lot of people put it up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's insane the impact that it had. Yeah. Um, for everyone in the band and for the genre, like it really kicked it off, uh, and it's nuts, dude. Like you still hear a lot of the songs on this album, mm-hmm. like all throughout history. Mm-hmm. Um, I can recall like almost every football game that you go to, you can hear freaking paranoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's insane. It's still very much still in the works. Like it's yeah. still around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's iconic.
0: Yeah, I think. Also, you know, you can really tell, like, the year, like, the time that this came out, 1970, like, no one knew what metal was until, you know, Black Sabbath came out, dropped their first self-titled album, I think a year or even two prior to this. Was it sixty eight or sixty nine that the first one came out? They
2: were so close. I yeah. feel like it was within a year. Yeah, like very close. Yeah.
0: Um, regardless, you know the the hardest band at that point was fucking Led Zeppelin, who hadn't even done Led Zeppelin four. I don't think. I think you know. So maybe Deep Purple. You know. That yeah, was, that was about it. That was about, about it. it. And then uh, you know, and at that point you're comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. You know, like you kind of get some of the Deep Purple they were heavily influenced by led zeppelin but they really did take it to the next level oh literally the same year okay cool yeah that's insane that is nutty that's why i was like i don't know it's like they were shitting albums out um (laughs) But so to have nothing be, you know, like Led Zeppelin was like just hard rock at that Mm -hmm. point. You know, metal wasn't even on anybody's radar. Nobody knew what the hell that was. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And then you get this coming out and for Mm -hmm. it to be so massively successful in the mainstream, Mm -hmm. even at that time, it was like this really put them on the map and really changed music, you Mm -hmm. know, almost forever. Mm -hmm. You know, even if you want to really trickle it down, a lot of stuff, like, you know, hip-hop wasn't around at this point, you know, nothing, and so you get, like, Black Sabbath creating heavy metal in 1970 really kind of set, like, laid a lot of groundwork for multiple artists to come, you know, mm-hmm. because their musicianship was fucking top-notch, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. Tony Iommi, one of the best guitar players of all time, didn't even have fucking fingertips on his fretting hand. They got peeled, his fingertips Damn. got peeled off in a hydraulic press. He was working at a machine shop, fingertips got pressed off. He made them out of like don dish bottles and pieces of leather to so that way he could actually play guitar. Geezer Butler, great bassist. Bill Ward, hell of a drummer. Rest in peace. Ozzy mm-hmm. Osbourne is Ozzy Osbourne. Is one on of my, one of my favorite, honestly. I grew up listening
2: to Ozzy Osbourne, mm-hmm. so I fucking love that guy. <laughs> yeah, great musician all around but you're right this is like the this is the forefront for heavy metal Mm -hmm. you know this is the first heavy metal album this is influential to so many other people and bands that came out after that and Mm -hmm. they come out you know in 1970 after their self-titled album Mm -hmm. I think it just shows that they just had a lot of uh, improv and jam sessions and yeah. had to figure out different songs And they made this album You know right. What a great album to make too <clears throat> Paranoid's the only uh, Top hit they ever had mm-hmm. On top 20 um, But there's so many good songs On this album You know Back to front You know Iron Man Yeah mm-hmm. Iconic Another it's one So
0: good Another one that you you Can't get away from Fucking starting off The album with War Pigs mm-hmm. Like yeah. War pigs probably one of my favorites, I and probably one of the songs. more
2: yeah. covered songs too by other bands. Oh like yeah, Faith No More does an epic cover of that yes, song. Yes, they do. Other mm-hmm. bands as well, but that's you know coming out kind of in the Vietnam era. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they wanted to call it War pigs instead of Paranoid. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the record label is like, no, nah, we're going to make more money if we sell it off the title track or whatever. Yeah,
0: off the single, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know a lot of wartime kind of. Uh, lyricism going on in it Mm -hmm. you kind of touched on it they were very improvisational Mm -hmm. what is going on in the songs you know from an instrumentation standpoint is very i guess progressive for that time Mm -hmm. you know there's you know aspects of like drone metal in this you know multi-faceted like multiple parts within a song you know Mm -hmm. hand of doom one of my favorite songs off of this it's like you forget that you're still listening to the same song because of how many different places that mm-hmm. it takes you, yep. which is is damn impressive, you know. And then you see that throughout any other of the subgenres that heavy metal has now come to have within mm-hmm. it is is damn impressive. Yeah. Um,
2: and it is a dark album, you know. Its lyricism is a little bit more, you know, on the evil side. And I think mm-hmm. even Tony was like, you know, this is what we wrote about back then. Yeah, you know, this just, is what that's what it, it was. Yeah, that's what it was. You yeah, know, take it as you will, but you know he's such a great guitar player like you said earlier like mm-hmm. he is like the godfather of heavy metal riffs mm-hmm. and all the riffs from paranoid to iron man to even electro funeral yeah amazing like yeah. To just come up with that and like set the standard and like everybody just built off of that right which is mm-hmm.
0: really cool and one thing off of that you know there's so many riffs off of this that like if you are a an early guitar student you're gonna learn at least three riffs off of this mm-hmm. the main two being paranoid and iron man i think that's like yeah if you play guitar for longer than a month you're going to end up knowing at least those two intros and they're very yeah. simple Rich, <laughs> they too. are they're very
2: simple but they're yeah. so dark and it's just like for him to just set that standard it's just you
3: know what a what a gift you know, right yeah. the world of well, music you walk into guitar center and you're bound to hear some 16 year old playing Man. yeah on some
2: tricked out guitar some three thousand dollar guitar yeah. just going at it yeah. yeah
3: yeah the whole staff's probably like over it like oh, this Fucking thing again. Yeah, <laughs> it <happen> so much. <laughs> this
2: kid's back again. But uh, yeah, you know, Jack the Stripper and the Fairies Wear Boots. Like mm-hmm. for me, that song. that sets the riff standard for everything. There's yeah. so many cool parts in that that song. You know, throughout the whole song. One
0: yeah, of my favorites. The in I kind of like that that they kind of threw two songs onto one track mm-hmm. for a lot of this. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good one. Luke's War Pigs goes into Luke's Wall, which is just mm-hmm. you know a, essentially a jam band piece at the by yeah. the end of it, them mm-hmm. just riffing. Um, and then you know, you and I were talking, or you brought up Rat
2: Salad, which is essentially—it's a short song. Yeah, it, it dives into you know, it kind of goes into Jack the Stripper. Just, it just flows yeah. so well; you don't even know which song you're listening to at some point. Yeah, you know? and it's like it's
0: like a nice little instrumental like lead-in to that. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, mm-hmm. uh, and what yeah. a great
2: name for a song,
0: right? Yeah, that's, I was say fantastic name, right? And
3: the freaking drumming on that, yeah, mm-hmm. holy cow, dude, yeah, mm-hmm. so insane. It, it sounds like. Cause it's just like a drum solo, like he yeah. like drumming for yeah. like, a minute, just mm-hmm. going off. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a jazz piece, like it's just like a jazz solo, pretty much. But it's yeah. just like heavy metal and just like very underrated drummer for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and insane.
0: I, I think Bill Ward did like I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think he started off as a jazz drummer before before yeah. going in, because they were all very, at least like from an like Ozzy wasn't as much influenced by jazz, but the rest of the guys kind of were. So mm-hmm. they kind of had that already improvisation like that improv kind of bone in their body mm-hmm. already and so mm-hmm. you throw those three in a pot and you're good to go yep <laughs>
3: yeah uh planet caravan is like a real quiet track oh yeah There's i a never have
2: covered track as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. it it's it, it was it, it impressed me because like this whole album it's when i think of it i think of it as metal and i hadn't heard of that song in a while and mm-hmm. coming back to it i was like oh it's you feel like real, that would be right, like the, the last mellow. track of the album, too, but yeah. it's like halfway in there. It's mm-hmm. like right in the middle. It's, yeah. It sounds kind of like outer spacey. like, uh-huh. it's something yeah. that, like, you know, it's real mellow, but it's, like, not eerie, but it's just strange. Like, it's weird to put it in mm-hmm. on this album, mm-hmm. but it fits really well. Yeah. Like, it it kind of shows a different side of it being like super upbeat super metal mm-hmm. it's like a lot more toned down mm-hmm. they i was reading like some like documents on it in papers and they weren't trying to make it in like, like a love song because mm-hmm. um, that's like kind of corny you know are right um, it's definitely the quieter song on the album and more mellow um, but that was a good song too all this this whole album mm-hmm. it feels short it does yeah. it feels short but it's really good like it's mm-hmm. so jam packed there's like no skips like the whole album is just mm-hmm. filled with content mm-hmm. yeah
0: and it's another one of those classic albums that they get the point across in a short amount of time you know they only needed 8 songs right so 8 songs 41 minutes or mm-hmm. something like that 41 Forty- minutes yeah. pretty impressive if you ask me um,
2: damn
3: the album cover oh yeah so fucking
2: iconic and the, the the person on that I think was like an assistant of somebody. Like it's not like somebody they really knew. It's just like some random dude like put a helmet on. Yeah. yeah so he's <laughs> wearing he's wearing like a
0: old policeman's helmet and yeah, like yeah. a shield that was made out of a Pizza Hut box or yeah. something. Yeah.
2: it is very <laughs> it's an iconic album cover, but at the same time you're like like, what was the idea behind that? Like, mm-hmm. what Yeah, what you guys thinking?
0: Yeah, you continue to look at it, and you're more confused. You're like, oh, it's just a guy holding the sword, and you're like, no, this guy actually looks ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like, this guy... <laughs>
3: just, like, picked up some dude with sweats and, like, a an cardboard sword, and they're like, hey, just swing this around real quick. I'm, We're gonna over. take
0: a couple photos of you. Yeah, I <laughs> saw him in Caleb.
3: so... <laughs> <laughs> he was tough, in too. Ring, yeah. He's <laughs> at the bottom of a
1: fortress somewhere, he's in the catacombs, um... <laughs> God damn it. God
0: damn
3: it. <laughs> That's Glass cool. the Gateful, too. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah, it's got.
2: Oh. We should show that off at some sure. point, yeah. Ozzy yeah. on his own, yeah. Ozzy on his own, and then the band. But to look more metal and satanic, you, you can't. No. I mean, for that time and place in 1970, like, set the standard. And there was a. I think there was an incident with somebody in. Not in America, but I think it was in Britain or somewhere in Europe where it was a nurse. Mm-hmm. And she ended up taking her life and they had she had Paranoid on her turntable oh shit and so there was controversy right away like oh you know yeah hey you guys killed her It's like <laughs> no we didn't <laughs> no we didn't
3: oh, we liked yeah. our music you know? it's
0: like the earliest it's like probably one of the earliest examples of that you know probably. first ever metal album coming out and it's already getting mm-hmm. you know
3: yeah, controversy and everything
0: essentially Black Sabbath crawled so all these other metal bands could walk whether it's the music standpoint or getting blamed for shit that you have absolutely nothing to do right mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you look back
2: at Black Sabbath and you look at music now whether it's you know satanic or death metal it's like these guys are pretty tame yeah compared yeah. to what we hear nowadays no, sure, right yeah. right
3: it's it's a lot of taking things out of context and mm-hmm. like a whole album like let's say six bars of like oh this one sentence said this you know and then they just pinpoint it yeah like this, this it's like yeah it's people not, are
2: gonna you know, people you know there's nobody that killed yeah. himself over listening to a cannibal corpse album yeah or anything yeah. like that you know which is way worse like yeah 100 uh, you know
0: and you know, Brother Lynch didn't start a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of baby killing, eating people. Like you know, wheat. It's just that kind of that kind of shit's so silly. But it is it is fucking hilarious to think about. You know, this album coming out mm-hmm. being the the tone setter for a whole new wave of music, mm. and it automatically is like, ah, someone happened to take their own life, unfortunately, right. and you guys are getting pinned for it because mm-hmm. you were on the turntable. Right. That it. <laughs> It's not the best thing to say, but that kind of does crack me up. You yeah. know, it's like, of course, like so. This this has been going on since the dawn of the genre. You know, right. Marilyn right. Manson mm-hmm. wasn't the first one to have you know shit like that happen. You know, as sad mind. as that is
2: too. If I was you know the lead singer, you know, in that band, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. That person put that on before they died. They yeah, also really like my music. Yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. best thing you can say about that. Yeah, there was other things going on in that person's life that made him do that decision. You know, music is music You know, you can't classify it that way That's gonna make somebody do something evil Exactly, yeah yeah. Not at all Um, But,
0: I'm so glad you guys liked this Mm -hmm. album Who Uh, doesn't like this album? I know, (laughs) I know, man It's like, and it's one of those Like I said, it's like kinda on the shorter side But it's one that like, when I was listening to it this week to kind of you know familiarize and you know kind of get my notes going. Mm-hmm. I just kept wanting to listen to it cuz it's that it's that damn
1: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
0: know, to just just early musicianship just taking it to the next level. And you know, as you said, in comparison, you know, stuff, even that we've covered on this show, you know, Slipknot, In Flames, Rammstein, you know, we've Brother covered
2: Lunch, yeah, all those. Yeah,
0: we've we've covered like a good amount of metal music from, you know, the 90s up until today. Mm-hmm. So you do go back to this and you're like, oh, this is like kinda kitty shit, you know? It's like this is pretty pretty lax in comparison to the stuff that you can find. But mm-hmm. you sit there and listen to the lyrics and it and the musicianship and you're like this was And at this that time was and there's nothing like that being done. No. People yeah. were not used to this and it's like, Oh my god, yeah.
2: what is this? I and...
0: can just imagine somebody being like, Black Sabbath, what's that? Picking it up from the record store and then right. putting like just that needle hitting war pigs for the first time. Mm-hmm. Someone's mom probably made a mom-shaped hole in the ceiling Just like, oh, like, you know yeah.
3: like. <laughs> Oh lord now yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's textbook metal, dude it's Yeah, like, it is It is the staple of metal And mm-hmm. it's insane what it built after it Right,
0: so. 100% But at that rate, I'll dive in um, Honorable mention for me was Electric Funeral Number three for me was Hand of Doom, number two, Planet Caravan, and number one was War Pigs. I can't, I can't get away from that song. I love it so much. It's a great
2: song. <laughs> oh, Lord, yeah! Uh, <laughs> for me, honorable mention, Be Paranoid, because mm-hmm. that's like, that's the song you hear on yeah. the radio today. You still hear that today. That's the name, or title of the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three would be Electric Funeral. Uh, number two, Rat Salad, and then I really like Jack the Stripper. Fairies Wear Boots. That was my jam. Yeah, so many good, Hi. you know, drum and guitar. There's everything in that song. Mm-hmm. Really, just
3: and it's a good way to take it
2: home. Mm-hmm. You know,
3: yeah. Honorable mention for me, I'm gonna go Rat Salad, just because that drum solo is like a whole minute of just drumming. It's fucking nuts. Um, War Pigs. Um, I'm gonna go Electric Funeral. Something about that, uh, or no, Hand of Doom. Hand of Doom is my number one pick, but that drum line—it sounds so familiar. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I still hear that drum line today, like mm-hmm. in hip hop a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. I think I might just be hearing it, but it sounds super, super familiar every time mm-hmm. I like I listen to that drum line. Um, but yeah, great album.
2: Yeah. yeah, great pick. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad
0: that y'all liked it. Uh, And that was Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Uh,
1: We will go ahead and be right back to dive into the next one. Well,
0: let's go ahead and talk about pick number two for today. Which will be Jake's for this
3: week. Super stoked to talk about
0: this one. What do you got, man?
3: So I got M.E.D., Blue, and Mad Lib. Um, bad Neighbor. Bad oh,
1: Neighbor. Oh, oh.
0: It was a hit sweater guy all day, put it on repeat. with The I Pie, so love that shit away. On the job, no love. Thinkers need a break from the fate. Stay awake. What the chase when I'm on my way to cake. the niggas lost front of boss with that little face? Um,
3: this is the reissue. They reissued this in 2021. The original came out in 2015. Um, two rappers, MED and Blue, with the producer Mad Lib. Mad Lib, we've bought him up multiple times, Remix Blue <laughs> also as well, we've bought him up once. Um, this is their second time collabing, they did collab once before this, earlier, uh, off a EP called Burgundy. I think so. Um, and it was the same thing, MED Blue and Mad Lib. They had, I think, just two songs, and the rest were like remixes and instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, you you kind of just said it
0: right there. It's it's a good one. Um, it's fantastic. You know, uh, Med and Madlib very connected uh, for the past fucking twenty years. Stones Throw. Mm-hmm. Stones Throw. You know, uh, Med was on Mad Villainy, You know, so he that's right. He has a feature on you know one of the pinnacle hip hop albums of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, so to see him reunite with Madlib, and then, you know, really nice to see Blue hop on this album as well from the first episode, Blue and Exile Miles, mm-hmm. shout out um, and one thing I want to point out, you kind of brought it up the features on this are out of this world, uh, if yeah. you want to talk about if you want to talk about an album really showing love to the other artist on the label because uh, this was released via Stone's Throw right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you mind if I take a look real quick? Yeah, so feature-wise, you've got Mayor Hawthorne, Anderson, uh, Jemetta Rose, Aloe Black, MF Doom, Damn Funk, uh, Haji on there. Haji Beats, yeah. Yeah, Haji Beats. But Alone, Mayor Hawthorne, Aloe Black, Doom, and Damn Funk, and Mad and MED, all, all are signed with Stone's Throw. Yeah. And uh, I know that I've mentioned this a couple different times. Uh, but the document, the Stones Throw documentary on YouTube covers all of those. I
3: don't watch that so. Yeah,
0: it covers all of those guys pretty well. Like they each get their own kind of little spotlight that they do throughout this documentary.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I'm sitting there listening to this and looking at the track list, and I'm like, "Holy shit! This is like the newest version of We Are Stones Throw. Like yeah. this is Stones Throw Records. It's like the Justice League. Of, like, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like that. That's it's cool. like the Avengers sure. Infinity War of Stones Throw yeah. Records. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, mm-hmm. So I thought that was really cool, you know, that they, you know, paid homage to that pretty well. Yeah. And then Andy on a on a Mad Lib beat goes too hard like he's,
3: that. He's everywhere, man. <laughs> it's too every. I feel like every album that I bring up, <laughs> Anderson Falk like, is somewhere in it's the It's like every,
0: every two to three weeks, his name How? gets
3: brought up on here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed this today. I'm like, oh, Anderson's on this album. It's like, oh, why is he on every album that I bring up, <laughs> Yeah. Man? I can't get away from it man It's uh, a good thing I like that
2: No
0: It's it's impressive I really do like this
1: Yeah
3: I feel like
2: serving Set the tone for the album For me mm-hmm. It's like uh, Electro meets math rock And, uh, and yep. it's not really rocky But like a math kind of vibe Where it's very like Cutting 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 And there's so many cool samples On this album Yes The way they blend everything together Is so mm. cool and it's another collaboration album mm-hmm. there's numerous guests like you guys have all said or like you said with Mayor mm-hmm. Hawthorne somebody that I listen to and just mm-hmm. other people as well um, huge accolades from critics all around when this came out like mm-hmm. it was just like praised by everybody for being you know a little bit more uh, accessible but also different like it wasn't mm-hmm. the same thing it was coming out at that time period what 2015 yeah yeah. Um, like it was just a, like a free for all I feel like mm-hmm. music and that especially for this genre like you can just kind of make whatever you want and this is very uh, it just clipped on yeah. caught on mm-hmm. everybody liked it. Yeah. Um it's a little bit obscure mm-hmm. but I like that. You know the beats and the design behind each track play out in a unique way that make the album feel a bit eclectic and yeah. obscure, like I said, obscure. Yeah. But it just the way it plays out is just so unique. And you know? I'm just right. like the album cover itself, like it sets the tone for the whole album, you mm-hmm. know, and I think it's really cool that yeah. they were all able to throw their own, you know, unique spin on it, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, Mad Lib helping with the production part or blue. And I'm just now realizing that was uh, Miles that album you Mm -hmm. know Blue in Exile I didn't even Mm -hmm. think about that until you said that I'm like fuck yeah yeah Yeah.
0: that's I need to get more of that stuff you know yeah Yeah. no And, and a little inside baseball for the viewer listener I mean as we've talked like that album will like we've we've brought up We've like called back to uh, that Blue and Exile album a lot, and it might end up, you know, we might end up, you know, talking more about it as time goes on. These guys are great. Well, mm-hmm. that also, and didn't you just get like another Blue album? I did. Yeah. And Below so, the heavens, yeah. Yeah. So, that he's he's massively underrated in my opinion. He yes. definitely is. Yeah.
3: Definitely, yeah. definitely <laughs> heavily underrated. This album, um, I feel like it gets pushed under the radar a lot, mm-hmm. um, just mm-hmm. because. Not only M.E.D. and Blue, they're not very well known, mm-hmm. um, but Mad Lib at the time, he had just finished doing a piñata yep. with Freddie Gibbs that was massive yep. um, the year before this. So this album came out and it kind of got sweeped under the rug, I feel like, yeah. by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for those people that do know about it, they can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's real jazzy. Um, a lot of great sampling. The looping on it is really good. I think it has some of my favorite Mad Lib beats. Mm-hmm. Um Whoop-D, um, that's a new song on this album. It wasn't on the original. Okay. Also, a really great song, um, and they switched up the the what? order of the tracks the sequencing? too. Yeah. yeah
2: I'm, I'm looking at, it, I'm like, wait a minute.
3: Yeah, <laughs> they switched it up because it, it, it ended with the bug. Exactly. That's what yeah. I was like, wow, that was. The last um, and they started with that, and I think it's a fantastic start because it's one, mm-hmm. it's my favorite song on the album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah,
0: it's been it's been a long time since I listened to the original release of this. I want to go back and listen to it because I think mm-hmm. what they did with reordering the track list on this should have that should have been the OG release, yeah, you know, because yeah. it just it flows so much better. Not saying that the the other one didn't, but there's just whatever those little tweaks that they did mm-hmm. were top notch. <laughs> yep. And real quick to touch on the on the beats from Madlib on this, um, you know, we've we've covered uh, Alfredo and. You know, kind of. We talked about how that was like, an, from an alchemist standpoint, that was kind of more experimental for him. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've talked about Madlib a lot. I think this might be because you know, you listen to a Madlib album or Madlib track, and it's got that old school feel, very jazzy influenced. Mm-hmm. This, in my opinion, is probably as a whole album might be Madlib's most modern sounding production mm-hmm. mm. you know there's not a lot of that old school kind of feel you know it doesn't yeah. remind me so much of like 80s to 90s New York as much it's very much like there is some of that but as a whole I was like man this sounds like pretty modern like you know mm. not 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 as much old jazz samples or whatever but I just wanted to point that out because I was like damn this is actually yeah. kind of a Jumping like a going away from that for Madlib, mm-hmm. which was nice. That's
3: true. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point because it is very modern feel to it. The looping on it. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs of the looping is I think it's Bellyful. Right. Um, one of my favorite looping samples that mm-hmm. Madlib has done like ever. Like I love that song just for the looping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool that he has a lot of these features on it. Ello Black. He does mm-hmm. a great job on in. Yeah. Um, MF Doom he does you know classic doom you know bars yes um and i i love that it's titled knock knock and it's this, the album's titled bad neighbor yeah and doom kind of talks about being that bad neighbor he like you know i know you're not home but i'm still gonna come in and take your stuff like <laughs> yeah you won't notice two three <laughs> beers are gone it's like I'm, i just came for cheese but i'm taking everything else that's you know? cool yeah, yeah mm-hmm.
1: so in,
0: in that uh again you know just speaking on mad lib knowing knowing his way and knowing what he's doing that was again a perfect a perfect beat for doom to hop on you know because and i won't go off on a tangent about doom for too long um (laughs) one thing about doom like at the like toward the end of his career when he was putting albums out or like featuring on stuff past like 2010 Mm -hmm. you can notice his voice changed a little bit and he was like using more experimental beats like that was kind of in my opinion kind of like a little it was like almost too bouncy you know for it Mm -hmm. to have a doom feature on Mm -hmm. it and then he hops on it and just destroys it and i was like oh i was dumb for thinking that doom couldn't destroy this you know Mm -hmm. or whatever um but no knock knock great track Mm -hmm. um yeah I I showed that to Gavin the other night. I was like, "Dude, you want to hear a good doom track?" And he's like, "Of course." And he threw it on and he's like sitting there playing Madden. and I'm just watching the whole mm-hmm. time. He's just like, "Damn, dude. Yeah. Like, it's in mm-hmm. the whole album's like that, you know. Yeah. Burgundy Whip, you know, that little vocal sample in there mm-hmm. is tight."
3: Like, yeah, it's great. Um I like the disc too. Talking about disc. Yeah. Pull that pull that uh, that's pretty Yeah, right. that's, like right, that's right. A, it's like a splatter kind of It's like mm-hmm. It's like an imperfect. It's like a paint pour almost. Yeah, it's like a like a flood spill kind of. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you guys liked it. It's definitely um, a great album. It's very jazzy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like hip hop, that you know, it's a lot about the beats and about the rapping and lyrical artists. Med mm-hmm. and Blue, they mm-hmm. really tear it up on that. And with the Madlib uh beat production like you can't go wrong you can't so the beat conductor the beat conductor yeah Yeah. (laughs) um if i had to go top three on this um it's tough for me oh yeah um honorable mention um i'm gonna go this is where i should have put notes (laughs) um if i'm gonna go honorable mention i'm gonna go uh drive in Mm mm-hmm and then I'm going to go basic with my picks, but it's because I've been listening to this album for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, my top three, uh, number three, I'm going to go with The Strip. Yep. Uh, number two, Knock Knock. And mm-hmm. my favorite song, The Buzz. Yep. Um, that is such a great start. I love that this album, the reissue, they put that in the front mm-hmm. the yep. first track instead of the last. Yeah. Because um, it sets this album off perfectly. Yeah,
0: so. I agree. Um, for me, honorable mention, uh, The Strip that Andy feature is is nice and a lot happens in that track to where you almost forget for a second that Andy was on it at the beginning and then he comes mm-hmm. back. Like very well rounded. Number three for me, peroxide. Something about that nice. song. I just really liked it. Uh number two for me Burgundy Whip. And number one, knock knock. Just re rehearing that song for the first time in a couple of years. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is nice.
2: That's that's my top three. Yeah. I think it's really cool how all of us, <clears throat> when we review albums, have a lot of the similar top threes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This album in particular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for me, uh, honorable mention be serving because it sets mm. a tone for the album. Nice. Yeah. It sets everything out uh, Number two, peroxide. Number three, knock knock. And then uh, my favorite was the buzz buzz. The, the buzz, buzz buzz. The buzz yes. buzz. The buzz. You know, even if it was at the front or the back, I think it just makes, you know, yeah. like, it's a great song. I love Mayor Hawthorne and his falsetto and yes. his high voice. Mm-hmm. And I just. I didn't mm-hmm. expect to hear him on the album. I'm like, what the? Mm-hmm.
0: You're like, no, it was, it threw me <laughs> off too. I was like, when I was looking at the track list as it was playing, I was like, oh, no shit, Mary Hawthorne's on this. And then it turned Behead. into. Oh shit! Like half of Stones Throw Records is on this. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, it's really cool. And and what's cool is like the main dudes that are on this from Stones Throw. Like I said, they get like a very decent amount of time in that documentary to talk about like their I whole th- career. You got to link me that, man. I'll I'll send it to you guys. You link, it's, yeah. it's it's about, great.
2: What's it What's it about?
0: Uh, Stones Throw Records, the about record that label. That label. And okay. so it starts. Uh, talks about how they started uh, with Peanut Butter Wolf Peanut and Wolf. Uh, his friend that passed away. Uh, they started it and it took off and he uh it makes you fall in love with the record label even more because peanut Mm butter wolf is a very smart and very humble guy he's like i just wanted to give like essentially there's a part in it where he he essentially says i just wanted to give like other artists like artists a chance that normal record labels wouldn't like they he was such a hip-hop fan but it grew into having like super weird artists on Mm -hmm. it like very different like neo-punk mm-hmm. kind of stuff okay. so yeah um it's called our vinyl weighs a ton the story of stone's throw records great album too yes uh, yeah, very good wolf. album talks about mad lib mf doom quaz mayor hawthorne uh, it's got great uh guests that come on and talk about it um his s- no-
3: knowledge on that you know
0: knowledge i know like common is i think nice. snoop um Damn. Kanye west um who? Kanye Kanye west Who? yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Kanye's on it uh
3: i do believe i think knowledge is because he signed like to Stone, Stone Throw yeah and I'd, sur- I'd be surprised if Anderson isn't on that because he was coming on that album or that label too come no
0: i yeah. think like they just had like big hip-hop people come on it's crazy
2: of... Mitchells you throw mayor hawthorne out there yeah, oh, yeah by the way yeah. Well what? no, I'm talking
0: about the artists that they have come in and like talk during the documentary. Mm. They, they had like big hip hop names that were like, Yo, Stones Throw was the shit. I'll like bring even it up. for yeah, even gotcha. for me. Yeah. Gotcha. So um great great documentary. Go take a go take a peek. Yep. But regardless, that was Bad Neighbor, uh, by MED Blue and Madlib, which was Jacob's pick for this week. We're gonna
1: go ahead and take her on home by covering Matt's.
2: Alright y'all uh, Before we start Hubert Cumberdale <laughs> Special guest appearance <laughs> Special guest appearance <laughs> uh, I think it's time
0: We wrap this baby up And With that being said We're going to go ahead And talk about Matt's pick For this week yes. So what do you got For us today man
2: um, I don't own this final I would love to But yeah. you know It's Probably not pressed anymore Yeah and probably There might be a re- reissue Out there But you never know Probably expensive as hell Either way Yeah <laughs> 19, 1990 Uh albums Nowhere from a band called Ride. of a I guess shoegaze era album from Britain Um, I think that genre is kind of you know not very well known no it's like how would you describe that genre yeah and why Uh, the hell is it called shoegaze yeah what does that mean (laughs) I think because when you listen to it you better wear your shoes yeah and you better be as high as fuck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just staring at your
3: shoes. Shoe gaze,
0: shoe gaze is the move I do whenever I meet you, buddy. I'm like, how are your shoes? Cool shoes. <laughs> hey, Nice to meet you. I'm Dorian. And I was like, that's my opening that, move. That's like. shoe gaze.
2: <laughs> For, like, if I had to define shoe gaze, I would define it as uh, guitar heavy mm-hmm. and very chaotic. Yeah. But in a sense that it's melodic and you can make sense of it all and find really cool melodies and really Mm -hmm. cool, you know, whatever you want to call it, throughout the song. And I think Mm -hmm. Rye did a good job at it. You know, they were not a huge band. They weren't very popular going, you know, through that era. They just kind of set a bar. Mm -hmm. like, throw it out there. And a lot of bands came out after them and tried to copycat that sound, you know, and maybe they got popular because of it, but. For me Ride is just one of those weird eclectic bands that Mm -hmm. not a lot of people know about yeah but once you hear this album nowhere you're just like dude i mean not not every song on this album is great but like there's so many cool like i don't know you
3: like it's hard to explain for me at least it is it is i i think i don't know it's it's in that weird realm where it sounds kind of like rock but at some point i was getting like indie feelings also yeah, like it right. was leaning towards indie and then like indie rock yeah and mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of strange like i was like what am i listening to at first the first couple of listens because i listened to this album like a, lo- a lot of times i was like it sounds chaotic like i don't see what where it's going mm-hmm. and then i'm listening to it again and then i listen to the first song again um seagull yeah. and i think yeah, that's a, that's
2: where it's a little chaotic and you're
3: like what yeah. am i listening to i'm like this is so chaotic this is like what am i listening to like it, it's all mm-hmm. over the place there's a, there's a heavy guitar it's like is it rock is it metal mm-hmm. but then i keep and hearing it's all it instrumental too i think yeah right? i keep yeah. hearing it yeah. more and i'm like okay i like this this is good and then with the more listens the more repetitions mm-hmm. i see why people give it praise why mm-hmm. people ended up liking it and it did eventually like even nowadays like it's regarded as like the shoegazer album it is and Mm. once you
2: get into the album and get past seagull and get into like songs like dreams burnt down like there's so many like Mm -hmm. you're just like whoa yeah like you hear bands like oasis and other bands that came out you know later on but like you can hear a lot of similarities within that that realm right
0: i think um you're you're right on the nose there for me and this is this is hilarious that this is kind of the takeaway because you know as as i just said at the beginning i was like how the hell do you define shoegaze and what the mm-hmm. hell is that you mm-hmm. know cuz like cuz i think you've like brought up the genre before matt and i like just like ha hey, yeah like i think i know what that is apparently i don't <laughs> yeah. uh, i had no idea mm-hmm. but trying to like figure out you know like what is this like it was so intriguing like it really you know caught my ear the first upon the first listen mm-hmm and the way I was like you know because everybody you know I've said this I've said this a bunch anybody when they hear something for the first time they try to find a similarity with something that they're familiar with yep yeah. and we, we do that too I'm sure exactly yeah, yeah. and so with this album what I did and I was like oh it makes sense Matt brought this up because this reminds me of that Sigur album mixed with the Godspeed you black emperor album I was like <laughs> where it gets chaotic and <laughs> yeah it's, it's like just chaotic, just, chaotic yeah, yeah. and just like big sounds yeah. like you know there's mm-hmm. chaos like I was like it's a very loose comparison but I was like oh, it makes sense Matt brought this that's up that's a great comparison <laughs> like, it has it has two way. of his albums yeah. um but I liked it you know and like the manipulation of like the guitar feedback
2: you mm-hmm. know when shit's really like and then it's like like, I think when you have mm-hmm. Two guitar players too <laughs> yeah. In a band Like it adds so much more To that dynamic mm-hmm. You get so many more sounds Especially yeah. you know The singer is playing guitar You know, For the most part The lead guitar I watched a video last night Of a performance from 1992 That they did of Nowhere mm-hmm. The song Nowhere Right And the guitar or The lead singer is just I mean, he's just doing these crazy guitar licks and going back to the microphone and doing his thing. Oh my like, God. To do that on stage and do it well and yeah. accurately yeah. is amazing, and like, yeah. to create that sound and that vibe. I'm glad you guys liked it because it's a fun album. It, it really is. is. Yeah.
0: it's it's something different, you know. And mm-hmm. it's, I think the reason, like the main reason why I compared it to the GYBE uh, album mm-hmm. was I was driving and listening to Siegel and Kaleidoscope. Like I just put it on as I was driving mm-hmm. the other day. And it's one of those, like, reminds me of, like, a scene from a movie, you know, of, like, some, like, epic montage of something going on. And it's just, like, this chaotic music in the background with this really soft vocal, Mm -hmm. which is so interesting to me. You know, you get that just crazy instruments going on and then just this very beautiful, soft voice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's... That's too interesting to me. Yeah. You know, like it, it is it's kind of weird how they did that.
3: Uh, but I liked it a lot. At some points I was like debating with myself. I'm like is this indie? Is this almost dream pop? I'm like what the what's going on? Um, That's a good way to say it though. It might have mm-hmm. even started that genre of indie
2: like it yeah. was that kind yeah. of different. It was just out there. It really was. And yeah. it's
3: it's I was looking at it too. There was I think I read somewhere that there was a difference from like the vinyl to the CD, and there was more tracks on the CD. Mm-hmm. There was, yeah. Um, so like, where does it end? Does it end on uh, where and then? Isn't
0: it uh, Vapor Trail? I think is the last, the last yeah. song, one. Mm-hmm. Is the last song on the OG release? And then there's literally, if you look on Spotify, a whole another album's worth of tracks yeah. on
2: there. <laughs> yeah,
3: because I I saw that, and then I was like, oh, like I wonder. I think like before they released up.
2: this album, they had a lot of EPs
3: that came out mm-hmm. where they put some of those songs out there. Yeah, oh, okay. And did that because even like the rest of it, like even after Vapor Trails, i um, like Taste. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, really like that song Here and Now. Um, a lot of the like
2: like a lot of the back album is really good. Yeah, like it just good. you know it goes through this thing and then does some instrumental stuff. You know, it starts with an in- instrumental song, and Here and Now I think is a little bit more instrumental in a way. I like this band because they all went to art school. Really? Huh. And, you know Art Pink, school kids. Pink Floyd went to art school, so it's like, you got that, <laughs> it's got that cool kind of vibe to me, like I'm like, oh, this is cool, and you can hear some of that influence there, and it's mm-hmm. just, you know, yeah. whether it's the long, drawn-out songs, because their songs are like, you know, six minutes, six, they're very, minutes yeah. Well. yeah, they're not short songs, mm-hmm. some of them. Um, a fun band. a fun band, you know, mm-hmm. they were super young, I think they were like 20 years old when they made this album. Jesus it's
3: it holds up well
2: it does <laughs> it does and and it's one of those again
0: you know an album that you can really just get lost in when you listen to it because mm-hmm. of the way the songs are written and the kind of music it is you know it does things kind of do go one into the next mm-hmm. you know and it's kind of mm-hmm. just like a blitzkrieg of an album if you listen to it cover to cover there's just so much going on in every single song and then you're like oh is it over or is this the next track right. like what's going on because it just the transitions are just bam 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 like they really just mm-hmm. hammer through this album you know I, I'd be interested to see you know much like the floater show we went to I would be interested to see a live performance of this and like how whether it's just like once they start they don't stop because yeah, it watch, is they'll
2: watch that nowhere performance I will and you, you'll see yeah. It, yeah
0: because it is it is almost you know does kind of have like a Jam band Kind of feel Like you know mm-hmm. You listen to this stuff And you're like Man live They could really go off On this tangent At the end of this song mm-hmm. You know like Improvised a lot Yeah exactly yeah. And mm-hmm. so That's why I'm like Man I wonder
2: If they were to do Like a anniversary Of this album How crazy right. would that be Would you it know. just be
0: like A whole
2: hour Of them just I just think <laughs> they, they ended up Coming back And like doing some I don't know if they made A new album But they ended up Touring again And playing okay. live You know back I think 2019 Okay so a few years back mm-hmm. But you know watch that video I will I I think you'll like it you'll be like wow this is a photo show you'll like it but they were very humble they weren't huge they didn't Mm -hmm. like make a bunch of money and like sell out and like they just kind of did their thing made this album they made a couple other albums that are decent but Mm -hmm. they just like here's our stuff yeah and and it's like a pioneering album
0: for shoegaze, is it not? Like that's what I was kind of as far as I day. know, you know. And, and I like don't know me, much about. Like there's, uh, stories, I think
2: yeah. it's My Bloody Valentine's another band that's yep. in that genre. I don't mm-hmm. know much about that band, but it's similar yeah. vibes, I'm sure. You yeah. Know? So, but you know, Rise considered that that bar. They set that bar, and a lot, like I said earlier, a lot of bands came out and mm-hmm. tried to simulate or assimilate that sound, and they couldn't do it, or they did. Yeah, you know? but
0: not to not this to kind that of degree. Yeah, not to
2: that yeah, yeah. degree
0: and and i do appreciate that they had because you know before i just sit down and like do the research on the like if i do any you know Mm -hmm. like what's the backstory on this Mm -hmm. i did that with this but anytime i do for the podcast i like to listen to it first without Mm -hmm. just being like what the hell is this Mm -hmm. i did that and i was like oh that's nice like they did some nice like multi-tracking on Mm -hmm. the vocals no they've got two vocalists Mm -hmm. but then you still listen to it and i loved the fact that they did multi-track like multi-tracking on the vocals you know just like a couple takes of the two vocalists and then just Mm -hmm. layered it up like the the pose like the production and mastering behind this album was also very very good Mm -hmm. and you know very technical and 1990 was kind of the start of a lot of bands doing Mm -hmm. uh vocal layering and multi-tracking on on vocals you know uh Kurt Cobain on Nevermind mm-hmm. uh, was like one of the biz- biggest early examples of mainstream rock using that kind of multi-tracking. So I thought that was really cool to see this a year prior to that, you know?
3: Yeah. I think and it's I- always interesting when bands have their debuts and it's, it's a debut. So in a sense, they have a, like a setting to make something new mm-hmm. and it's to them if they do it or not. Yeah. And when they did this, it definitely was something new. Right something super crazy that it's hard to still i'm trying to put it into a category and it's hard to. it's a category yeah. that i've never heard of shoegazer and then it for it to be like the biggest thing in that like yeah says something
0: yeah which um. is which is something i love about you know we're like all the albums that we've covered up to this point on the show mm. is we've we've had that come up a lot you know mm-hmm. we've covered a shit ton of debut albums mm-hmm. and most of them if not all, were really a jumping-off point for a new subgenre or whole new genre yeah. altogether. You know, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is something that I that I do appreciate about this. You know, whole thing is, is pretty pretty badass.
3: I could see this too, like piggybacking a lot of indie artists, mm-hmm. like if they set, were to tie like we were it talking, back, it
2: set that like it set that genre, yes, name indie, like yeah. in yeah. a sense. You know, if they were to tie
3: things back, 1990, like yeah. this would be one of those albums.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely the,
3: album. Yeah. Yeah.
2: the producer for this album ended up having to like leave like mid production yeah and so it was actually finished by Al- Alan Mulder who did the down- Downward Spiral by yep. Nash Nails I mean Melancholy by Smashing Pumpkins Damn. So, and then the Fragile actually too so that's why I brought it up pop away. by U2 why did so he leave them? though do we you know a mental breakdown, apparently, with teeth. He did a lot, of damn. damn, damn. So, anyways, it's cool to see that <laughs> those producers were, you know, in music early on, back in 1990, before some of those bigger albums came out. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, and that's that's something else that I appreciate is we've covered, you know, even,
0: you know, like we've covered a lot of rap projects that you know have like the same producer, and in that sense, that means like the the motherfucker making the beats and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you know you go over to this other side of like the the metal and rock and industrial albums that we've brought up and it's mm-hmm. like Production. it's either Terry Date or some other dude, yep. and that's mm-hmm. it like it's you know we've talked about Terry Date a ton you know Alan Mulder we've covered a, a, a good amount of his albums that he's been on mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um, that's great I I was wondering because dude I was I'm actually blown away <laughs> makes sense no it does yeah. because I was doing the research on Ride this morning and I was like Alan Mulder I was like
3: why the hell does that, that name sound, yeah, that is I'm like sound, why does yeah. that
0: sound so familiar and I'm like oh we've yeah we've talked about it
3: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, Dang, it all ties together somehow, like that's mm-hmm. nutty. It says a lot wow. for what we like.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I feel like we're creature habit. So if it's Absolutely. the same producer, if it's the same, you know, yeah, engineer. I think it's, it's like... fun though that we get to talk about people other than the
2: musicians, though the people behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, it's the producer, or the engineer. Mm-hmm. Like you said, yeah, it's yeah. cool to bring these names up, like Ella yeah. Mulder and you know Flood and all the people we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, and was it? for what? brendan from chili peppers what's this guy brendan o'brien yeah like mm. all these great producers yeah like, there's so many of them and the hip-hop producers and all that you yeah know, there's so many good people out there
0: and and the cool thing about you know you know you look you do the research on like some of these rap albums and the story is pretty much told right there mm-hmm. you know on that but for some of these other projects you know like when we covered slipknot and you know we i brought up the story of uh Ross Robinson, like, throwing potted plants at Joey Jordison's head, like, those kind of things you you really gotta, like, like, you gotta, like, dive deep for, you know, to find these stories and Mm -hmm, stuff, and then even, like, same with the rap stuff, too, for the most part, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and it really, either it, A, Opens your opens your ear, you know, kind of be like, oh, that's cool that that's how that mm-hmm. was done, mm-hmm. and really gives you a, another layer of appreciation for it. Like when I found that out, I was like, oh man, this is like the coolest Slipknot album of all time. Now, like, you yeah. got you yeah. got plants thrown on him. I was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, Joey <laughs> Jordison's still one of my favorite drummers of all time. That's yeah. that's badass, it, like, dude. He like pops. a plant on his head, yeah. like drumming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was covered oh, yeah. in <laughs> <laughs> covered in Miracle growth soil. Just yeah, <laughs> going for it.
3: Nothing but succulents, just throwing nothing but cactuses. At him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but that's awesome, man. Yeah.
0: I love I love that you brought this up because it really it really did, you know. It's awesome to see something like this and be like, "Oh, that's And you know, just like we talked about with paranoid to be like, "Oh, that was the jumping off point for mm-hmm. all of this."
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. And so, you know, you listen like you said to all these indie acts nowadays and you're like, oh when did this band start 2004 oh i know i know where they got their influence right Right. and right i
3: was was just gonna say that we haven't brought up a lot of indie music but i feel Mm -hmm. like if we do we could kind of tie it back we could 100 percent could tie it back yeah Yeah. to this album Mm -hmm. yeah because it had a lot of those like doing something new and then also going a different direction but Mm -hmm. then later down the road new artists they're backtracking Mm to yeah trying to get this sound so yeah
2: I think uh, polar bear is a good example too I yes that song is a good example of like that that whole thing that was why that whole genre. That, yeah. that song for
1: the
0: whole album i felt like that was a good billboard for it yeah you know if you were to try to advertise this album yeah you know that would be mm. like that would be hey if you want to know what this whole album entails or what this whole band
3: does listen yeah. to polar bear yeah. it's really going to drive it home for you mm-hmm. some good stuff dude yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've never heard of this i don't know how I don't know how, but it's so good. Yeah,
2: and I found it just stumbling across other bands that I listen to, like cigarettes and, like, mm-hmm. you know, diving into That's other awesome. things, you of know. Of course. It's just, fuck. Luckily. You,
0: you, uh, <laughs> basically alluded to me that you were gonna bring this up, like, a week and a half ago, but I'm, I'm too dumb sometimes to realize it. Oh, <laughs> well, smart I, man, right Yeah, well, cause... <laughs> so... I got this book the 1001 albums you need to hear yes. before you die and like showed you guys pictures mm-hmm. and like a week and a half ago Matt's like you should check out this album it's probably <laughs> in that book you have and I was like oh I have to look for it in the book you know what does he do last week he's like hey we're bringing it up Nowhere By Ride and I was like oh shit all
1: right
0: <laughs> could have seen that coming by yeah.
2: <laughs> eight miles away but no <laughs> and the it's buff. there it's in there <sighs> and, uh, yeah I'll start off with my top three hell yeah uh my honorable mention was Here Now mm-hmm. uh I like that because it's more at the end of the album and it's mostly instrumental and it's just Mm -hmm. a fun track.
3: Nice.
2: Uh, Number three would be Vapor Trail. Mm -hmm. Number two, Kaleidoscope. And then, you know, Dreams Were Down, I like because it's so like happy and then it's just like, it's like almost just heavy. It's so heavy and it goes back into the sweet melodies and there's so many cool guitar licks and just. Yeah harmonics it's just such a great song it's a happy song
0: that me. one song messes with you a couple of
2: times because it goes mm-hmm. from that soft to the heavy back mm-hmm. to it it's like, huh, 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 huh. like <laughs> but if I think of Ride that Dreams Were Down is the yeah. song that must like that's that's the ride sound right there mm-hmm. like if you want to know that's them yeah. no. for me my honorable mentions
0: were Taste and Seagull uh, for my honorable mentions number three for me was Vapor Trail number two Polar Bear and number one was Dreams Burnt Down hell
3: yeah Nice. Yeah, my honorable mention was Vapor Trail. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like that's their biggest song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's great. It, it really it solidifies the album um, and the fact that it ends with that. Um, but then, you know, there's other mm-hmm. additional tracks to the end of the half. Mm-hmm. Um, top three I'm going to go um, Here and Now, um, Seagull. Um, every listen that I do of Siegel, it's great I learn something like I get something new out of it every time because it's so hectic it feels like a wave yeah like an ocean or something it does yeah Yeah. and ties to the the album cover also right (laughs) it does and then uh taste taste is my favorite Uh,
2: taste uh, is a good yeah yeah. that should have been on my top three Yeah,
3: yeah that's a great song
2: hell yeah Well, thank you for bringing that up, man. That was quite a treat.
0: Quite a treat. Uh, Anyways, that was Nowhere by Ride, which was Matt's pick for this week, released in 1990. And now it's time for our favorite part,
1: what we spend in next week. All right well
0: that means it's time to introduce what's coming next week and we go in order that we talked in the podcast so that means it's my turn and for next week we're going to revisit an old friend one that's uh, pretty familiar based off of this episode I'm going Ooh. operation doomsday by mf doom
3: released in 1999 his debut solo album very excited to talk. About you know, it. i I was thinking, I was like, it's been a while since we brought up Doom. Either Dorian's gonna bring it up, or I'm gonna bring it. That's up. why.
0: That's why you that's, were like, yeah. When you were like, I'm bringing up hip hop, I was like, if this motherfucker brought him
3: food, yeah. I'm gonna fight him in the parking lot. I, was, <laughs> I had. I was looking through. I was like, there it is. I might do
0: it. I literally bought three or brought three backups just in case. <laughs> I was like, because of how we do it. I was like, oh, if he bring if he brings up MF Doom, I can't. But yep. Operation Doomsday.
3: It's a good cool. one. Yeah. My pick, um, Joey, badass, uh, before the money. Holy nice shit! I like the album cover. That's yeah, good. dude, <laughs> Jacob
0: is one of my favorites. <laughs> Jacob's on a hot streak for me right now. <laughs> I think he's doing this just for
2: me. <laughs> nice. some great hip hop. We got some hip hop picks. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go alternative. Rock, I guess not really rock, though it's alternative. So it's a band called Auto Lux. The album's from 2016, it's called Pussy's Dead. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice, and uh, House of Records has the album for me. I have to go Ooh, pick it up. Yeah. Nice, uh, so yeah, Auto Lux, great band. Auto Lux. Saw them you, with nice nails before. Yeah,
0: that's you. Blah, blah, blah. When you and I met, you were telling me about Auto Lux, mm-hmm. I think. I was about to say that name rings a bell. Yeah, and I suck. And I never listened to him. It's another time. trio. I'm...
2: Another trio with the bass yeah. player singing, guitar player. Nice. Yeah, so we blues. we do like bands like that, or we? Yeah. we like trios. We do yeah, like trios, right. especially if the singer is yeah. also their bassist. Yeah, and then the drummer sings too, and she's a female. So oh, that's how sick. hot is that? That's, that's hot. Like better. that's, that's sick. the yeah. thing, right? That's sick. <laughs> that's think, pretty dope. I'm gonna race you
3: to house record <laughs> so I can get this. Really... <laughs> that's awesome. That's so
0: cool. Uh, so Autolux MF Doom And Joey Badass uh, I'm stoked It's a hot lineup That is, This is gonna be Banging Get introduced to something yeah. And then something I'm very familiar with uh, From both you and myself um, That's awesome But that'll be Episode 38 This has been Episode 37 And also Quick announcement Episode 40 uh, As you guys probably Have seen Every 10 episodes We kinda like to do A theme episode 30 we did uh we did outcast the one before that we did 1995 the alchemist this time for episode 40 we're going to be bringing up another rap group uh with a tribe called quest uh we'll be letting you know what the albums are the episode prior just like we always do but stay tuned for that anyways this has been episode 37 of what you spin in That's Jacob, that's Matt,
1: I'm Dorian We hope you have a great week We'll see you next time